Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, Bobby, this week we are headed to 35th and Wisconsin to Marquette University High School. I went to Wisconsin Lutheran High School, Bobby, and I think we lost we lost in football every year to this team. So I have a little bit of a little bit of a grudge from way back when. <laughs> Good football team there at Marquette University High School, but uh, it's been there a long time. And the building that you mentioned uh, in the story is just a really it's just a stunner. Um, you got to go all through the building, behind the scenes, way up in the theater loft, and all through the building. And you found some really, really cool uh, history in there. So where should we start? Well, I got invited over there and I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to find. I guess I thought initially it would just be sort of like a typical visit to a school. I'd be, oh, here's the, you know, lovely chalk rails. and the <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> you know, and pretty architecture and the 1924 building and all that. Instead, they pretty much took me right away to the theater, you know, their auditorium, okay. where they said, well, there's some graffiti from, you know, people who have been in plays at Marquette, they get to write their name on the wall. So there's, you know, there's some graffiti there underneath the stage. What I didn't realize is we would get there and it just goes on and on and on. <laughs> there's, wow. all of, there's all of these corridors and, a, and some rooms underneath the stage, almost all of it, almost 100% covered in graffiti dating back decades, you know, at least to the 50s, if not earlier. And then there's like stairs that go up from the underneath the stage. They go up to the stage, like to the wings. And that is all covered with graffiti. And then you go up the stairs that lead up to like some backstage areas, one of which was an old apartment. Because when the school was built, it had four apartments built in it for various um, staffers to live in, which was interesting. And the apartment wasn't covered in graffiti, but the steps up to it was covered in graffiti. And then the steps going even higher up all the way to the top of the fly loft, which is that sort of tall part above the stage with all the ropes hanging down so they can lift backdrops and things. All of that was covered. And we could see all the way up to the ceiling of the sky loft, which only has like a grate for a floor up there. So you could see through the grate up to the ceiling. And that was covered with graffiti, (laughs) which was sort of terrifying to think about how these like high school kids were like, you know, I don't know, 50, 60 feet up in the air, (laughs) standing on this, on a ladder on this grate, writing their names up there. But it was pretty amazing. And it was interesting because, you know, the guy who's a history teacher there is, is involved in the theater and he like, so he was involved in a lot of these performances and he was a student there. So like his, he, he remembers a lot of performances that, that are on the wall. It was just really kind of an interesting thing to see and very unique. I, I haven't oh, seen yeah. anything like it here. And when you say graffiti, you know, I think maybe some people hear that and think uh, vandalism, but this was, this is a tradition that has been kept, kept going for decades and decades at Marquette University High School. And we're seeing, you know, in the in the story, you got tons of pictures of these student signatures naming shows going back to the 60s and, and even earlier, right? Yeah. And yeah, so totally sanctioned. Maybe initially it wasn't sanctioned. It's hard to know. <laughs> it but became um, sanctioned. over time, it became sanctioned by tradition, you know, and now it's just sort of something that they all do sort of as a matter of course. And it's it's just kind of a great way for kids to feel a part of something and to be a part of that history that's like actually written down on the walls. There is something cool about that to see that handwriting that endures decades later. And I know we've talked about that a lot over the years here in Urban Spelunking about, you know, when you find those handwritten notes and handwritten records and building permits that are written, you know, in ink, it, it 
gives you that sense of history, that that sense of like primary source. Oh, absolutely. And right after I, I went there just before I went on vacation for spring break and we went to London and I went back to the Tower of London and there's a part of the Tower of London that was used as a jail, as a prison cell. And you go in there and it's the absolute best part of the Tower of London because in the like 16th century and 17th century where they were using this as a, a prison, all of these people carved into the stones as really elaborate carvings of their names and dates and like uh, religious figures and other like drawings and things that are literally carved into the stone by the prisoners. And it reminded me kind of of this because it's that same sort of thing where it's just people over time doing this. And then in the end, you get this huge sort of document in place of, of what happened there. Yeah, it's almost like a, an encyclopedia on a wall, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, coming up in the second part of our conversation, um, this was the graffiti was just one part of the history you found. You found a lot more. We're going to continue that conversation, talk about the archives that you got access to and a World War II class trip that is uh, coming up, right? Yep. Yeah, it's gonna, It's pretty amazing. It's coming up in early June, um, timed to coincide with the anniversary of D-Day, and you'll find out why later. All right. We'll, we'll get into that next on Urban Spelunking. Foodies. This is Tariq Moody of Radio Milwaukee. Join Milwaukee Magazine's food writer Ann Christensen and myself every Friday morning at 8 a.m. for This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast. We talk about everything from new restaurants, pop-ups, cookbooks, events, and even an occasional interview with a local chef. Head over to RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites or listen anywhere you get your podcasts. Okay, Bobby, back at, uh, what, what neighborhood are we calling this? <laughs> what neighborhood? Um, this is Merrill Hill. Um, so after you got done in the, in the auditorium and, and saw all the graffiti, where did you go next? We got to see one of these apartments um, that were, there were four of them built for Jesuits who were running the school, one who was like the principal of the school and um, some other, and then one was for the director of maintenance. And... The three of the four of them are used for storage now, but there's one apartment that's still intact as sort of an apartment, and it's used by the theater director, like the person in charge of the performances, so it's sort of an office now. But it's kind of amazing because it was left behind by this Jesuit who lived there until like the 60s or early 70s. He was he lived there, and then he moved into a new residence that they built, but he continued to use it as a stage crew office, so it's got all this stuff in it and his awards that he'd won and stuff. It's really kind of a... It's it's almost like walking into like a museum. It's really interesting. So uh, a lot of theater history in that one apartment. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But then, I mean, the history at the school is pretty amazing because they've done a really good job of maintaining an archive. So, you know, you go down to this room, it's sort of like a closet and that it has no windows or anything, but it's much bigger than that. And they have like every school newspaper that's been published Every school yearbook going back, you know, more than 100 years, they've got sports like jerseys and helmets from the, the, those football teams that creamed you guys. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, just everything you can think of, there's photographs, there's documents, you know, and there's just uh, in the early 70s, one of the students drew like a sort of cool kind of 
hippie vibes <laughs> sort of poster of the school um, with lots of quirky Oh, yeah. I'm seeing cool it in details. your – Oh, wow. That's great. I'm seeing just rows and rows and rows of banker boxes and, and archives. Yeah. So they've had um, archivists come in sort of as freelancers. They've had some volunteers do it. They get tons of stuff donated by alumni. So they're really lucky in that sense. I mean, they have a really good archive of their history. But some of the things in their archives, as I said, were donated by alumni. And a stack of letters came from an alumnus. And that was sort of part of the impetus to do this trip that um, history teacher Chris Lees is leading in June. And World War II history is, I, I would imagine, something you you know you can learn about in school. But when you when you actually travel there and see the landscapes and travel to these grave sites, it's got to be just a, you know an experience that that these students will carry with them forever. Yeah. So he um, he remembers when he went to Marquette that he used to go on a trip with one of his teachers. You know, his classes would go on trips with this teacher every year, and they were always like really eye-opening for them. They get to see things they would never see. So he takes his kids on a trip every year that's typically to a different Civil War site within the okay. United States. And he makes it a learning thing. They try and stay in these like historic buildings or these historic sites if they can, and they get like experts to tell them about, you know, the different battles in the Civil War history. But this time, because somebody had donated some letters that were written between two Marquette High School graduates who right after they graduated during World War II, both enlisted uh, in the military and were sent overseas. One got sent to Europe and I think the other one maybe got sent to the Pacific. But um, so they have copies of these letters between the two of them. And then the very last letter that the guy in the Pacific wrote to his friend, his best friend who was in Europe got returned with a stamp on it saying that he was killed in action. Oh, which wow. Was, which was how he found out that his friend had died. And the guy who had written the letter is the person who donated it. And he was about 93 at the time, the teacher remembers. And he said he got even teary-eyed talking about it when when he was talking about when he got this reply back. So um, they're taking the letters and they're going to Europe and they're going to go to the grave sites of three Marquette alumni who died in the war and were buried in American cemeteries in Europe, including this guy's friend, the one who died before he could get the letter. And they're going to read the letter to him because he never got it in time oh, like, wow. at the gravesite. You know, wow. Just Are amazing. they going to capture this and record this, I wonder, or is it just kind oh, of a I'm, private solemn moment? Having, having met Chris, <laughs> I'm going to guess he's going to record it just for, for posterity. You know, they're doing a 12 day trip. There's going to be like 40 students five teachers. They're going to stay in historic buildings, including in Normandy. They're going to sleep in a barn that on the eve of D-Day, the night before D-Day, was used by American paratroopers who slept in there. And these guys, these kids are going to sleep in that barn on the anniversary of D-Day. Incredible. So how, I mean, how cool is that? And then they're going to stay with community. They're going to stay in some of these small towns in France and Belgium. And so they'll stay with like families, like community members living in these towns. Because, oh, because they're also going to the town where Father Pierre Marquette is from. Oh, so Milwaukee connection. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So when he contacted um, this town, they couldn't believe that like people remembered Marquette. <laughs> And that there was a school named for him. It's, you know, it was, it was pretty funny the way he told it. But the, so a historian from the town is going to show the kids where Father Marquette grew up, where he went to school. They're going to learn about the Marquette family. And then they're going to make a stop in Luxembourg. And you can guess why. 
who's the ambassador to Luxembourg. Oh, yes. Mil- former Milwaukee Mayor Tom Barrett. Yes. You almost stumped me there. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, he, yeah. Who was an <laughs> alumnus of Marquette University High School. Yes. So this is going to be a pretty amazing trip for these kids. I wonder if they need any Milwaukee-based podcast hosts to join them in documentary experience. <laughs> I didn't ask, but I guess I, I was sort of half hoping they'd ask, you know, if somebody could come along and document the trip. But Yeah, I mean, if they need, uh, you know, um, some really experienced and compelling podcast hosts to join them and <laughs> capture the students and, and capture these important moments. Yeah. You know, yep. I think I know somebody who could I, really help out. I know there's a team that's really good at it. There's, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's two on-air people and a producer who really should go yes, as yeah. well. Um, All right, we'll, uh, we'll follow check up. Check your passport. Check your passport. <laughs> it's um, still valid. It's still valid. Good, good. Um, for more than six months, I hope, because otherwise it might as well not be valid. I've learned the hard way. So they're going to end the trip. I have to just tell you this. Uh, they're going to end the trip in Munich at the Catholic University where they're going to get a talk from a Jesuit professor who's going to talk about World War II, but also about parallel between World War II and Europe today with like the wow. situation in Ukraine and, mm-hmm. and other things. So that's, I mean, it's, it's going to be like, you know, World War II history, Father Marquette history, school history. They're going to meet Get with Tom Barrett in there. Tom Barrett. They're going to learn about how like all this ties in with the situation in Europe today. I mean, that's, a, that's just a pretty, and you know, they're going to Europe, so they're going to eat really well. It's going to be great. Well, so much history here. And um, if you want to see photos of this graffiti, which is really cool. And those, those student drawings that you mentioned too, uh, I want to shout out the artist here that, that signed his artwork uh, dated 1971, actually November 17th, 1971. Which is my birthday, um, really? Gilberto. Yeah, Gilberto. Not not nineteen seventy one, but no, um, no, no, no. You're much too uh, young for that. Well, I don't know. I'm not that far. Not that far. But, <laughs> um, it was really cool to see the student signature, uh, Gilberto Gorski. Looks like hmm. uh, who did this artwork, and you just got a really um, detailed photo of this this sketch that you found in the archives, which is really cool. Yeah, I think if he's out there listening, he should he should contact us, and we'll have him on, and he can yes, Gilberto. We want to hear from you. Meet us, <laughs> us in Europe. Call. Go on an alumni trip. We're going too. We'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But, you know, I also want to tell you about when uh, we were, you and I together were on the Marquette University campus recently, not far from uh, Marquette High School. Oh, yes. We should, we should give a little tease here. Yes. We should. We've got, uh, We've got a really cool story that we're working on that we uh, gathered a ton of audio and a big surprise coming in June. Yes. So we went to, uh, you'll stop me if I'm giving away too much of the surprise. Okay. All right. Um, I'm, on, I'm on surprise watch here. All right. But we went to Redeemer Lutheran Church on 19th and Wisconsin, which was built in 1915, 1916. And it's a really interesting church. And if you look at it from the outside, you'll be like, hey, where are the windows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because they're not uh, the big stained glass church windows like you would expect. But inside, it's gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful church. At least I thought. Absolutely beautiful church. And we talked to the uh, the pastor there at Redeemer who talked about the unique kind of situation running an urban ministry, keeping the church going, uh, being, an, being an inclusive place for people and also the other programs that they will be offering, including mental health services. Yes, and um, they're doing, they're just about to kick off a $4 million renovation, which is pretty amazing that a church in Milwaukee these days has access to that kind of money. And we've talked about the struggles of churches here a lot 
on this program. Mm -hmm. So that's great for them. And they have a, she showed us a safe in the basement that hasn't been opened apparently for years and years and years. And they got the combination to it and they're going to open it at their kickoff event. They're like groundbreaking for the renovations. And so we're going to hold this story until we can go back and see what they find in the safe. It's going to be sort of our Geraldo Rivera, <laughs> Al, Al Capone's <laughs> lair story. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, we really can't ruin the surprise because nobody knows what's in the safe. I, we don't know. And the, uh, the church has the combination and they said they have been very disciplined about about not going in the safe. They want to keep that as a surprise for the public. So we're all going to learn on this on this big day in June. So uh, really, really looking forward to finding out what's in that safe. Yes, and after that happens, the story will appear on Milwaukee and the podcast will appear here where you get your podcasts. That's right. So make sure you're subscribed. We put out new episodes every Thursday and uh, whatever platform you're using to listen right now, just go ahead and hit subscribe. We also uh, put Bobby's stories, links right to On Milwaukee in the description box of the player here. So you can go right to On Milwaukee, check out that graffiti we talked about and some of the other stories that we've been covering. Next week, we'll see you then. See you then.